Welcome back, party people, to another episode of the Whatnots Review Show. Uh, this is episode 58. It's weird for me because we're doing it at night. We usually do this yeah. Sunday morning. Uh, but here we are, Sunday night, while everyone is watching the last episode of Game of Thrones, I think. That's is that today? Tonight. I don't is know. That next I, week? I don't watch that show. I, I don't really care, so... I, <sighs> that's me well i but, just i just hope i figure out who wins that game i i i just want to know if if winter finally came <laughs> i want to know if they got off the island or not it's it's like <laughs> to, to me it's like star wars why is it called star wars there's only one war why is it called game of thrones there's only one fucking throne <laughs> I don't know. I've I've seen the first two seasons of that. I think a little bit past the red wedding, and it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of high fantasy stuff, anyways. But oh well. Oh well. Uh, here we are, episode it's fifty-eight night. of the review show. We're going to be talking about a movie from two thousand eleven mm-hmm. called Attack the Block, uh, starring Jody Wu, starring Jody Whitaker and mm-hmm. John Boyega. Yes. Uh, in case you guys were unawares, my name is Kyle Springer. Oh, and I we am didn't joined... even say our own dang names, Kyle. Yeah, we, we, we haven't yet. And joining me, as always, is Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, it's how me. are you doing? I'm, I'm good, Kyle. I was in a wedding yesterday. You were. You've had a very busy week. Oh, dang. Yes, yes, I did. And this is why we are doing the rare night recording, because I knew ahead of time... <laughs> I'm going to need to sleep till noon. And that's what I did. Hey, guess who also slept till noon and didn't go to a wedding? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't have to be out of your house for 16 straight hours. No, I I did not. Um, Hey, Sam, we see you in the the chat there. Um, Yes, for people who did not know, this is a live show and I am about to sneeze. Ah! Nope. <laughs> oh, that it only means one it's of those postponed. Ones, it was like, it's not canceled. It was like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're oh. going to do it. No. Okay. No. Um, I, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, you, oh, we you... were talking about how this is a live show. Yes. But only for our Patreon supporters. Exactly. At the $1 tier. One. Just one. $1 a month. You can get access to the live streams of this show, usually every Sunday uh, at noon Eastern time. Um, today we are doing it at a little bit different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Have I've, I've read a bunch of comics this weekend yes. i've been on like a comic reading binge weekend so it's been a good weekend for me it um, sounds good yeah let's let's start introducing attack the block yeah because I, I i i think this is going to be a fun one to talk about uh let's see so attack the block i mentioned came out in 2011 <laughs> uh see you sneezed I, I, how did I you send sneeze. that to me? I, I across the U.S. I sent you an e sneeze. So this is a film from 2011, uh, starring John Boyega and Jodie Whittaker. Takes place uh, on Guy Fawkes Night, uh, in which they are out in South London, 
having a good old time. Jody Whitaker is walking home and gets mugged by a local street gang who just so happens to live in the same building that she does. Um, and things start getting out of hand when aliens attack. And, and it, all, it all goes to shit af af after that. Yeah, I'd say that's an appropriate summary of the movie. Yeah. It, this is one that I've I've had on my list of like movies to watch, yeah. TV shows, you know, just mm -hmm. just stuff like, "Hey, I think I might like that. I I need to take note." And I just never got to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh I saw gifs on Twitter and Tumblr and all of that stuff and I was like, "That looks really cool." And if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think this was one of the or if not the movie that got John Boyega noticed for star wars i'm not sure how long before this they started casting or oh yeah whatnot, i don't know who knows and uh jody whittaker is the new doctor who i watched this entire movie saying where do i know this face where do i know this name and it's like the <laughs> middle of the next day that i'm like doctor who it's her she's the new one doctor who i've actually never seen an episode of doctor who I've seen sporadic episodes. That's like one that like Game of Thrones. It's one of the biggest things that is just on my periphery. And I don't know if it's going to get any closer. I, I, I watch. Um, why am I blanking on the name? It's the CW show Legends of Tomorrow. It's the DC Universe uh -huh. uh, show in with Arrow and the Flash. And it's. Basically, a mix of Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor oh. Who, like mm. in in one big thing. So instead of just like one Doctor and his sidekick there, it's a whole t team of uh, <laughs> idiots and, and stuff. <laughs> and they are time traveling and all sorts of stuff. Um, but but yeah. So when when when, when I pitched this to you, what were you expecting? I. This was, a, I think you and I were in the same boat about this, which doesn't okay. always happen. But yeah, for me too, I had heard about it for years. I'd heard it was really good. I knew the basic concept of it. I knew those aliens yeah. that are like, they've got these neon glowing mouths and their fur is like nega black, like blacker Pitch than black. anything else can be. Yes, yes. Like it absorbs have, all have, of the light. Yeah. Have, have you seen that black? paint that can do that uh okay I, let I me google know, really black paint i don't know what it's called exactly but there's this paint that absorbs like so much ah! light that yeah ah! yeah <laughs> now i'm it, scared it it like that's what those monsters l look like except for their like glowing like teal mouths i uh I was hanging out with uh, an old boyfriend of mine and he had this giant all black German shepherd mm -hmm. and we're sitting there in the dark. We're just watching a movie and she's over in the corner, kind of out of the light of the TV screen. And she's gnawing on this like glow in the dark tennis ball that they make glow in the dark so that when you like <laughs> throw it and the dog doesn't immediately catch it, you can spot where it's supposed to be and like go get it. Yeah. And she's just gnawing on this thing. And I'm like, she looks like one of those attack the block monsters, like this all black creature with just this neon glow in her mouth. So I knew I knew the images from this movie. I knew the concept. And I'm like, it's about time. Like I sit down and I actually watch this thing and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so Sam mentions it's 
kind of like the demon in the Netflix Castlevania anime, oh, uh, which I that. haven't seen. Yeah, so I I don't know. But if you know, then then you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really liked this. I I knew I would. I think maybe it started off maybe like the first minute and a half i was like i don't know something about this is already rubbing me the wrong way really didn't, i didn't really know what it was and then within yeah the first like 10 10 minutes i was like i'm sold i'm so, like yes. I, I i like this is everything that i that i like this is everything uh that that i want it's very fast paced it very yes. much just here here's what's happening here's uh here's the like yeah it, it's not like this thing where the aliens come after the or like at the end of the first act they are right they are at oh the yeah start. in like the first 10 minutes probably yeah uh, another thing i really like about this movie is that it takes place entirely over like three or four hours yeah like it's really compressed over mm -hmm. that one night that's something i always really enjoy in a story and there's no like there's no explanation for anything. There's no scientist saying like, oh, well, you know, I don't know about these aliens, but based on their morphology, they're kind of like this earth animal. Like nobody, the smartest I mean, person they have is just a guy who watches it, a lot of National Geographic. Yeah. Like, they're like there is that one guy who's high. He's like, wait, yeah. maybe it's like this because I watched yeah. this like planet earth documentary. <laughs> like there's no explanation. There's no context everybody's kind happens. of on the same playing field and they just have to figure out what to do. Like there's nobody they can turn to. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, sci-fi stuff. So yeah. aliens and robots and all of that stuff is neat. Uh, even more cyberpunk, like glowing neon stuff, which was in mm -hmm. incorporated into these monsters. I loved, I think if you're a big fan of like, anime or comic books you will love this i it has that kind of attitude what it reminded me of most because our our real protagonist for this movie is john boyega and his sort of gang that he hangs out mm -hmm. with and they're all like teenagers they're probably he's 16 the rest of them are probably around there there's two other like nine-year-old boys that live in their apartment complex that are like scampering after them and trying also to be these like tough street guys mm -hmm. that aspect of it reminded me of like the goonies or monster squad or yeah. stranger things or something like that that kind of kids on bikes like nighttime adventure so this just felt like a really advanced like high stakes life or death version of that yeah yeah um so I, I I I would highly recommend people go check this out if they have not watched it yet. Uh, it it was a lot of fun. I will say yeah. that th there was more horror aspects yes. to this than I knew of. It's it can get pretty brutal. I was a little surprised by how brutal it was. I was expecting more like a straight down the middle like sci-fi action adventure comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does get pretty deep into like horror. Yeah, which I, I I was not expecting in in the slightest. I I was expecting yeah. it just to be more just like sci-fi action, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there a bit. And I I guess to clarify, the horror stuff I'm talking about is more like gory 
Yeah, if that, yeah, like there, there's some violent. There's, yeah, there there's are there elevators full of blood? Yes, moments. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have anything else you might want to say about it before we move into housekeeping and spoilers? No, it's a it's a fairly simple premise, and I think we I think we got it. I think we got it. Cool. So let's clean our house and let's really dive on into this thing. Exactly. Uh, so last week we did an episode on Brave. Yes. The I don't remember what year it came out, but the Disney uh, twenty twelve. There you go. So not not long after this film. Yeah, both pretty recent. Uh, that was our pseudo Mother's Day yeah. episode. Uh, so you guys should go check that one out as well. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Uh, if you guys wanted to hear more about Melissa's crazy busy week and all the wedding shenanigans and stuff like that, we had yeah. an episode of The Captain's Log uh, in which you you explain all of the, the shenanigans <laughs> you got into Yeah, into like the there. bachelorette party and everything I've had to run around doing. I found time somehow to go to a Broadway musical and a rock concert over the last week. Yeah. I did so many things and you can go hear me talk about them. Mm-hmm. We also have a brand new episode of the Reactor Core out all on yeah. Detective Pikachu. Uh, it was it's out a little bit later than we wanted to. We had to p- postpone our recording, uh, but I got that out ASAP. Uh, and here we are recording an yet another episode of the review show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. Aha, there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, have have you gone back to to look at the the spoiler uh, uh, alert thing yet? God, not yet. Tonight, tonight I will do it. <laughs> Before you go to bed. Uh, yes, we are in spoiler territory now. So if you have not seen this film, go check it out. We'll be here when you get back. Uh, it's actually kind of a coincidence that you mentioned Doctor Who, and then Uh I happened to mention Legends of Tomorrow because one of the actors in this is also in Legends of Tomorrow. Oh! Um, the guy who had the dog, I I don't remember the actor's name, the one who had the motorcycle helmet, and he's the one whose head got... Yeah, is he the one that was kind of like an angular mohawk sort of? That got yeah. He plays Firestorm, or one half of Firestorm in the DC Arrowverse thing. So, uh, all right, I saw him. I was like, oh well, I know him too. (laughs) I really loved the cast in this movie. Yeah. These are a lot of, like, younger actors. They all do an incredible job. Like, I look at John Boyega, and I definitely can see why, you know, Lucasfilm picked him out like that mm-hmm. guy. He's going to be one of the major players in this new trilogy we're building. Yeah. And the and I've only seen him in this and in Star Wars. I've yet to see any of his other roles. And he's playing something so different in this um this character's name is uh, Moses. Moses, yep. Yeah, Moses is a lot different than Finn in that he's the leader of the gang. Like, everybody's following him, and he's, yeah. like, very serious and very quiet and very stoic. And also, like, there's this deep, like, tragedy and tension inside of him. 
it's it was a fascinating performance to watch. And like after seeing him in Star Wars, where his Finn is just sort of figuring things out and along for the ride and trying to help how he can. It's like, oh, it's nice to see John Boyega be the one in charge. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me because I think one of the things I maybe didn't like about this film was or, or not, not even that I didn't like, but I, I think the one thing that I imagine people will like the least is uh-huh. maybe some of the because some of these actors were so young they don't necessarily have as much like experience underneath them so some of the line deliveries are just like all right well i guess that's what happened it's just not the best deliveries from time mm-hmm. to t- time but i it, it's not like there's so much going for this film i think it's, yes. it's something that like it's it's not even mm-hmm. really worth mentioning or talking yeah. about just like it it happened let's move yeah on. yeah like i you mentioned that and like i can't maybe it's because it's been a while since i watched this movie like basically right after we decided on it last week i you watched, watched it, it and it's ago, like yeah which is longer than it usually is when we're doing the show so i i'm not one, pulling anything up out of my head uh so if, immediately. if if i did have to kind of sit and pull out a scene in my head there is one uh when all of the aliens start falling from this guy when they know it's more than j- 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 just one and they are, are like oh yeah this is our moment we can go get all the weapons and all that stuff and we can mm-hmm. kick some ass uh that when they when they're looking out the window and kind of turn to all go get their stuff there's just this corniness to, to <laughs> the, the, the whole thing and it's, it's like it is a little corny, I think, because that is the closest it gets to Goonies territory. Sure. Like, it's the most childlike and earnest, and it does sort of feel odd next to, oh, these are the kids that mugged that lady walking home, like, like it's, 15 minutes ago. I don't even know if it's the line deliveries anymore. I wonder, I'm wondering if it's the writing... And it's just like, hey, this is some 30 or 40 year old guy who wrote this. Who knows? I, I actually, mm-hmm. let's see if uh, Wikipedia yeah, will say who wrote this. The dialogue in this movie uh, is written fascinating. Written by Joe Cornish. Um, so Joe Cornish is also the guy that directed this film. Uh, he also helped to write the Ant-Man film. Um, okay. But yeah. I, I mean, I... I don't know much of his other work it doesn't look like he has too much um but it 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 appears to be almost a case of like here's this older person trying to write dialogue for a 14 year old kid you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like that may not be exactly what they would say but i i am so intrigued by the dialogue in this movie because it is jam-packed yeah with all of this slang like, I was watching this with subtitles, and I don't know if I would be able to get it at all if I didn't have those subtitles. They also have, like, some thicker I, British accents, so it's a lot to take in, and it takes you a while to kind of find your footing, like, a couple examples, a couple contexts, and you're like, okay, all right, when they say that, that's what that means, all right. And I don't <laughs> know how much of it is really authentic or maybe it was authentic, but oh, nobody says that anymore. I don't know what it actually is, but it felt like I could believe it. 
Yeah, it's it. See, he, so I also kind of mentioned I don't think it really matters all that much if the line no. delivery was all that, you know, just because it has so much going for it. Um, because because yeah, it's so it's so fast paced. It just it keeps moving. There's so much that happens. There's so much to look mm -hmm. at. Um, but I I think yeah, like it it's. I don't know. Now, I guess based off what I said, it seems like I'm getting hung up on this like line delivery thing. It was just some like small thing. I was like, that line was kind of cheesy. Oh well, who cares? <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. I think the thing about the dialogue to kind of clarify what I was saying is that I don't know if all of the individual slangs that they had are all like real things or people or like words that people really were using in that way at the time this mm -hmm. movie was put out. But the fact that there is that much like slang and jargon and metaphor, no matter what it is, oh, here's what I was feels believable to like this tight knit community of kids. Mm -hmm. Like they would make up words or like pick up words from their friends or from, I don't know, TV or songs or whatever. And just yeah. like use the heck out of them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was kind of fumbling over my words just a mm. second ago because i had something to say and then i forgot <laughs> what it was um but it it's the, the idea of i you you watched it with the subtitles yeah i did not oh i i understood mm -hmm. all of it but I, yeah there's some slang that i don't necessarily understand but i don't i never felt like i was missing out because no, I yeah. didn't understand the slang. It is more about what's like, you can understand what's happening just by watching it and seeing the reactions on their faces. Yeah, yeah you always get the gist of anything that's going on. You might miss a joke here or there, yeah. but like the feelings always come yeah. through. And I, I, I think that really translates. I feel like you could watch this on silent and understand exactly what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I think you could. Which is in, which is maybe a testament to the storytelling within the the, yeah. the, the film, and just it it shows you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. There's not big like expository. Well, here's what happened, and here's how these aliens are making this thing and that thing. You know. So. Anyways, what do you want to talk about next? Ah. Uh. I want to say that I was startled by the body count in this movie. Okay. I was expecting like one or two like big deaths maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh one of these kids in the group has fallen and we're going to we're going to avenge him or something like that. Something a little bit more traditional to this kind of action adventure young adult story. No, like a lot of that main group dies. A lot of their like friends die. Yeah. <laughs> like who knows what's happening? And this is happening. Maybe um some apartments for rent yeah. in the Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> and like we're seeing everything mostly focused around like that apartment building, mm -hmm. and it's not super widespread. It goes out to like the neighborhood, I think. But you have to imagine like what's happening outside of that building. Yeah. That we don't even get to see. Yeah. There, like, based on what we see here, uh, probably more dead bodies. 
yeah that i'm i'm sure there's people along the way who are just out on a mm-hmm. walk or something that just happened to get in the way of these things as they're hunting down this female mm-hmm. um of 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 their species which funny enough one of the comics that i was writing this uh-huh. weekend used a similar p- plot device oh. where they're um it, i was raiding secret empire from marvel mm-hmm. comics and they have they kidnapped uh this is like a very 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 side thing that is mentioned in that story and you don't see see it all that much but they kidnapped a bunch of these aliens and it's all of the like female eggs that they kidnapped and they hid them around the earth and then like sealed the earth in in this big shield so all of these aliens are coming to like attack the 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 earth but there's people trapped outside of the earth that are just Mm -hmm. like stuck there so they have to they're like stuck in between a rock and a hard (laughs) <laughs> police it's like we can't go home but there's all these a- a- aliens right right here about to attack us you know so but uh yeah i i so i i, I liked um that it was all in that like in mostly in that that one ap- apartment but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get back to yeah that. i i i do really like the compressed space in the compressed time this is almost like a bottle movie almost yeah yeah um so i i so for the death count i i feel like once i understood the tone of this film Mm -hmm. then it makes a lot more sense it is this just very aggressive very in your face kind of attitude where it's like yeah you you want to see some some people in a bloody fight and like oh that guy's head came off oh yeah you yeah know. i think like when the first death happens then i was like oh, okay that is these are the rules you were playing <laughs> so by this is what we're going for okay. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, who was the first to die it was uh, well, there's was it the kid with the mohawk well no because there were the cops before that but the, I, okay was the dog even before that the first one might have been the dog, yeah. It was the dog. And that's We're that's dogs. not that's something a lot like not a lot of movies are going to pull that. Like but you the know the first one is a dog. Or like to kill a dog at all. That's normally something like, okay, the dog's gonna get right up to like, you know, death's door, but we are going to, you know, keep the dog. We're Killing a See, dog is worse than killing a person. Like, yeah, it, but it makes you it makes you be like, all right, now let's go fuck some ex- shit up. Exactly. Yeah. Which is so the whole the story of John Wick. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they did that, I think, is your first clue. Like, nope, this is get ready for stuff to get real brutal. Yeah. Like nobody's really safe here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so they did. They they set the tone, I think, very early on. Uh, which was night, and I, I think that's what sold me because I, I m- m- mentioned at mm-hmm. the start. I was like, "All right, I, I, I don't really know if this is gonna end up turning out to be." So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just had this f- feeling, like there also, was nothing that I could be like, "Oh, it was that 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 turned me off to the first like I, ten minutes." I think what it might be is that the movie starts with Jodie Whittaker. 
we're kind of following her like as she's leaving work and she, as she's like, you know, on the sub, uh, not on the subway, the on the tube. I'm sorry, England. So, you know, on the tube or she's oh, walking yeah, not- home and she's <laughs> 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 walking home and she's like talking with her mom on the phone. And it's like then like a couple minutes into the mm-hmm. movie that, you know, Moses and his gang stop her He's and try to kind of present it as the bad guy. Yeah, like the movie kind of starts out on Jodie Whittaker's side, which makes sense. But because she is not the ultimate protagonist, oh, it is kind of an odd footing to be on. To start with, yeah. Yeah, and she is at, at, in the very beginning, like the first time you see her and the first time you see Moses, clearly he's the way more interesting character. Yeah. But I understand, like, that's the twist. Like, you're going to watch this woman get mugged, and then you're going to follow the muggers for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I think it makes for a very, I was going to say compact, but that might not even be the, the right word. This, this whole movie is condensed and compact. Yeah, and it's not very so long. Stuff. It's like a nice, neat, like, 90, 100 minutes or something but, like that. There's yeah, a lot I, in it. I, 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 I think the point I'm tr- trying to make is I think it sets up a really nice... I guess you could say hero's journey for yeah. Moses' character where he starts out as this scumbag of mm-hmm. just like, hey, you're a 15-year-old kid who's mugging people and selling drugs and all of that stuff. And then even worse things mm-hmm. happen. These a- 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 aliens come and, you know, like just the, the, whole, the, the whole circumstances of yeah what what is their reality changes and he has to kind of reconcile like his you know what he's doing and it's like all right we just mugged you but we need your help you know yeah we we need to deal with that and then yeah they have this moment where they kind of have to put aside all of the stuff that happened Mm -hmm. eventually they learn to kind of trust one another and by the end yeah there's that that's like i think the end scene is one of the best scenes where he's being arrested at the end of this Mm. film and by time he gets put in the van the whole crowd is chanting moses 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 like like that's so cool just to 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 have that that kind of redemption arc Mm -hmm. um which who knows how much that really holds, but it, in 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 terms of his character, you've come to really love him. Yeah, just like this is he is he is a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the scene where they do have to go to Jodie Whittaker for help. I do you remember her character's name? Her name was Samantha Adams. Okay. So when they mug her, they, like, get her wallet and includes her ID badge so they know she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they find her and they go to her later on because, like, one of their, you know, one of the kids is injured. They need her help. You know, they find out she lives in the same building. They can try and hide out in her apartment. Like, they go to her for help and they're trying to convince her, like, oh, you know, we're, we're sorry about the mugging. It's not that big of a deal. These aliens, those are the big deal. So, like, we really kind of need you on our side and we need to band together about this. And she's like, you guys mugged me at knife point earlier. Like, no, I'm not going to help you. And the movie has set us up to be like, 
kind of on everybody's side. Like we um, really understand and sympathize, sympathize with everyone's perspective in that yeah. scene, which was very well done. Yeah. Um, which I, if, when I imagine a movie like this and mm -hmm. like with all the right ingredients that I like in a film, I often, I, I, I feel like this may have been my thing. Like I, it has all the right stuff. I want it to be good. It can't be good because it has everything that I like. Okay. Yeah. It, it might be that. And then it it's, yeah. So I, I, I think the fact that it can do that where there's a scene where you understand everyone's perspective and you agree with all of them mm -hmm. like, i don't even know who to root for she's right but he's right and they're yeah. right and he's an asshole but i like him and you know it's 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 stuff like that and that i i think really makes you fall in love with this film yeah and we haven't even gotten up to the top floor of the building with nick frost and hi-hat is the real villain of this movie you're one of them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one character I think we're not supposed to have any sympathy for. Yeah. He's, he's the <laughs> most brutal of all of them. And then that one, I forget his name, but the really stoned guy. I love him. Well, there's I love that he Ron, who is the the That's guy Nick who has Frost. The apartment. Yeah. I but guess no, it's like the guy know. with like the hoodie and like the headphones hanging around his neck. I love that he was like he's around through the entire movie and he like frankly says at one point i'd love to help you Bruce, i think is his name Bruce. yeah he's a weird name some weird british name yes yeah Bruce. he's like i would love to help you but i am stoned out of my mind i can't do anything more than just sit here and they're like yeah okay well what are we gonna do sure sit there <laughs> Yeah. I re I really liked his inclusion in this movie. They they have such a strong sense of characters in, yeah. in this film because we also mentioned uh, what were their two names? It was uh, oh 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 Probs and Mayhem were the two younger kids. I think they were they're my favorite great. characters of yes. this whole thing, but they're they're almost not in it. At, they're like, in it just enough, just enough. But I I wanted more. They're so good. They're so funny. And you like, you're just like, man, like it, it's another one of those things. Like I understand Moses's perspective. He's like, no, go home. Like do your homework, yeah. go do something else. Like we're the ones out here doing bad things. And, yeah, and like, you're they... still a child. Like you can exactly. have something better, but they're just like, no, we, we want to help. And they have a squirt gun. And a <laughs> Done. Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, yeah. They 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 make you fall in love with the characters by their expressions, yeah. by just the the stupid things uh, that they they do. Yeah, the, um, we didn't get to the girls either. There's so many characters in this movie. Yeah, I liked all the girls. I like that going to like the girl's apartment is like their last bastion like well okay she doesn't really like us but we can try her like they they try this nurse that they robbed earlier before they try just the other girls at some ra some them. random woman that they yeah. mugged before their sisters and cousins yeah. their own family yeah yeah like i think some of them are like sisters or cousins and there's like a girl that 
Moses likes and she doesn't yeah. like him back. And she's like, you cause trouble everywhere you go. That's why I don't like you. Look, you just brought aliens into my apartment. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's one of those com- completely uh, like just all not not alternate but just completely opposite where these these young boys are out there with fireworks and baseball bats and yeah. they're causing trouble and then the girls are inside like looking at magazines and yes. listening to music and it's just, like they're so calm they're they I mean they're they're gossiping and and stuff mm-hmm. like that they're 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 doing stuff but they're just they're like they seem almost closed off to just everything yeah. that's happening that, that is actually happening around and I think them that's, despite oh, that's them one looking of the points. in in into all of these like pop culture magazines and stuff like that yeah that's one of the reasons why they go there is that um that girl's apartment has this extra secure door mm-hmm. they're like she's one of the most physically safe places we can be in this entire building yeah yeah but it's like it's it's this complete opposite where they they're just almost oblivious yeah and and it yeah it's this once they get to sit there and finally like talk and all of that that's even just the the scene when the one dude is in the dumpster and he's just talking non-stop on the phone and they're just like what is he even talking about yeah weirdo i loved i liked the thing about the phone like all of them like they've got a limited number of minutes and a limited number of messages so like it's not very easy for them to get the word out and like every time they communicate to somebody it like really costs them yeah i mean that was i mean it's still a thing to have many minutes but Mm -hmm. it's not as common yeah i I think it's more common well maybe not but it, it is it is becoming more common to have like unlimited plans or just an yeah. amount of minutes that's so high that it won't even exactly really and i don't matter you just and don't i don't know if the anyone. limits yeah and i don't know if the limits come from like their was a lower thing back then yeah like you know was that just what happened in 2011 2012 was that 10 part of years ago almost. yeah is that is that part of british culture is it because they're lower income and that's what a lower income phone plan is like is it because they're teenagers and so their parents yeah like you only get like 50 messages per week and 200 minutes like, we, like i don't know exactly where it came from but it's really interesting we, in the narrative we barely had twitter back then we <laughs> We we did we had all of that stuff, but like remember it, back when it was only 140 characters. I know, right? I had to do the you might I forget as well what the thing the long tweet. Yeah, might as well just send emojis. You know, um, <laughs> that was the emoji, Kyle. It was, it just had to be colon parentheses. You know what? <laughs> Ancient technology, cell phones. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's this like clashing of worlds when they when they when they Mm -hmm. meet and again it's one of those scenes where they just they 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 don't understand each other but you can kind of see where they're coming from Mm -hmm. like that's one of the moments that i felt like oh yeah these guys really are just kids like yeah they like they're they're just doing stupid stuff and that's exactly what the girls were basically saying they're like you guys are just troublemakers you guys are yeah like 
immature little boys and then the guys are sitting there no we are dealing with something that is actually happening right now in the real world you know and it's it's just like yeah i i i understand both sides like they're both right and they're both wrong at the same time because mm-hmm. it, 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 I, I don't know but yeah something in the movie wrong. i really liked was after the scene where they're like yeah let's all go get weapons and fight these aliens like at the beginning of the movie you see all of the kids go home like run home to their apartments and like get mm-hmm. something and it's like one of the kids is like a decorative katana on his wall another one is like a bunch of like fireworks under scene. his bed that, that that was one of that my favorite so scenes fun. and but you get to see everybody's different home environment like some of them have real you know supportive parents that are like okay honey you can go back out but make sure you don't stay out too late and that you call me and like the one guy's dad is yelling at him and like all of them have these different family environments and some are a little easier than others but they're all still like fairly normal fairly safe and you don't realize you never saw moses go home until the end where he needs to go into his own apartment to booby trap it to you know kind of blow up all these aliens or when when he sends uh what's her name the oh yes that's right yeah yeah he sends samantha to do it she's like who do you live with he's like well i live with my uncle but he comes and goes and mostly goes yeah and she asks if he has a little brother and he's like no it's just me and she's like how old are you and he's like she sees the like spider-man yeah yeah, like he's like you realize, oh, we Kinda didn't see it. Similar to what one I have, but uh, you know what? So, <laughs> <laughs> how old are you? Uh, almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have bigger than a twin size bed, though? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. See, that's all you need. As long as you don't have a twin size bed, it does not matter. It's, it's a race car bed. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had a race car bed. I, w- I wish I had a race ca- ca- car bed, period. I never had one. Kyle, get ready for another Simpsons reference. Oh, no. <laughs> There's Milhouse's dad is divorced, and he's talking to Homer, and he says, I sleep in a race car bed. You know, because he's, like, tr- like trying to... He's got I his, sleep in he's, a race car bed. He's just gotten divorced. He's got his cool bachelor apartment. His bachelor <laughs> Pad. Yeah, like, I sleep in a race car bed. And Homer's like, that's nice. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so to 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 clarify the thing that I have, I, I have a, qu- a quilt that a, f- a friend of mine made me uh, that you that has like Marvel Comics fabric. On, on one side rad. one of the best gifts i ever got oh that's so good yeah. Yeah. dang my batting's just from target it's not <laughs> made with love at all <laughs> um but yeah so I, I, again I, I guess we're kind of finding this theme of scenes that have like multiple purposes or you yeah. get to see both sides because when i like without even thinking about it when i saw that scene of them all going to their apartments yeah the thing that i see is oh he's getting his katana he's getting the fireworks oh yeah hell yeah you know and and but at the same time yeah once you sit down and think about it you like it's 
it's these very, very quick character moments yeah. of you get to see their family and who they're and what what life is like for them when they are not out uh, yeah. shooting off these fireworks and beating up and aliens. The theme is and, that all of them have somebody who is watching over them somebody is who's concerned about them from various levels to from very easy to very strict but they've got somebody in their life and then you find out that moses really has no one he's not being watched out yeah. for like you know the fact that he's a, a spider-man bed isn't saying that he's i think it's less about oh look at what a kid this is and more about like Nobody's watching over you. Like nobody ever tried to get you new sheets since the ones you got when you were a little kid. Like nobody is like providing you with anything anymore. Yeah, which like, I, he's really on his own, and he just has to fend for himself. I I I think that's. I mean, I I I didn't have a situation like that, so I mm -hmm. guess I can only speculate. But I yeah. I feel like for his character. It's one of those things, yeah, where he feels like that maybe subconsciously where he didn't have someone to provide for him. So he sees these other kids as someone he can provide yeah, for like he and really... be this mm -hmm. caring, just, you know, just like, hey, I'll yeah, show you the way, you know? Yeah, he's the, he's the boss, but he's not bossy. Like, he's not really commanding the nobody is there against their will he's not bullying any of these kids yeah. into being part of his posse like they are all really caring friends and that was another thing i loved about this movie like these kids are all like there's a lot of good nature joking but the main group of friends all really like each other and there's lots mm -hmm. of like nicknames and like i think that you know like throwing their arm around the other one's shoulders like yeah. they're really solid friends among everything that's yeah. going on yeah, they're they're a small little family. <laughs> um, let's see what else did I want to talk about. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the monsters and the like horror aspects of mm -hmm. this stuff. Because again, we mentioned at the start that we weren't expecting it. No, like I I knew what the monsters were going into it, but yeah, it is more tense and less adventurous. I think. Yeah. Uh. So from what it says on Wikipedia, it's it it started out, I guess, with two men in gorilla suits or like gorilla like suits, and the jaws were these like animatronic jaws oh. on on them, and then uh, they added on effects to make the like spiky looking fur and all you know yeah. all of that stuff. Um, but there was, I forget when it was in the movie, something I thought was really really cool. Uh, they killed one of these mm. aliens, and immediately the like glow drained, like yeah, from the mouth. But it looked like it looked like the teeth were then hollow or or something. It looked like it had this practical effect where th there was some kind of like glow stick liquid mm. inside it that yeah, when they died, it all drained out. Of it. Yeah, like, that's that, really cool. Yeah, there's that's a real attention to detail that these creatures look different when they're alive versus when they're dead. Yeah, um, or yeah, it just there is this obvious thing about them that is no longer yeah there. You know, my street shark action figures that are up in there—they have <laughs> glow in the dark teeth, t 
too. Wow. But like when the lights go off, they stay on. You know, you, you know, yeah. the, the, their their teeth are still there. Ah. Um. But, but yeah, like I'm I'm not sure if that was an actual practical effect or 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 not but it 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 looked like it was at least in that one moment yeah um but yeah i i i really liked it that 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 they had that i think i think it was also it's something that i didn't think about until the end of the Mm -hmm. film but yeah because when they were sitting there at the start and they first see the like glowing thing they're like oh look at its eyes yeah, and immediately they make the comment of, "Oh, actually, I don't think." Yeah, those are like it's eyes. got two like big fangs sticking out of its closed mouth. They just see these two dots, and they're like eyes. Yeah, yeah, I like that they but, really have no idea what it is because I yeah. think there's a lot of movies where somebody will find an alien and they'll say that's an alien. I don't know anything about it, but I can tell that it's not of this earth. They're really trying to figure out like. Is, that is this an animal? Is that a coyote? Is that a dog? Who knows? This was but, probably. Hold on. Wasn't this just? Wasn't this just shortly after the Montauk monster? Do you remember that? No. Okay. I don't know what that is referring to. The, the Montauk monster. Montauk is a city in like um New York or New Jersey somewhere. There was this creature that somebody found washed upon the shore, and nobody was sure what it was. And there's, oh, let me find a picture of this thing. Yeah, it was this mysterious carcass, and people were like, okay, is this, like, a weird dog? Is this the inside of a turtle without its shell? Is this a raccoon without any fur? Like, are you looking this up? Do you remember this? Because this was a looking this up. No, I, I've never even heard of this. This was a big deal when this came out, and I think it was, okay, let, let's see what, wikipedia says because i think this was also like early yeah 20 uh 2008 okay yeah uh an animal carcass thought to be a raccoon washed ashore on a beach near the business district of montauk new york the identity of the creature and the veracity of the stories surrounding it have been the subject of controversy and speculation uh it is not it is not known what happened to the carcass it was said to have mysteriously disappeared yeah this was almost like a, a cryptid like everybody was trying to figure out like what is this thing is this a mutant did somebody test on this thing insert you X-Files know theme here exactly like everybody was like what what it what made this look like what it Weird. is is this just sort of a natural defect is this something man made i would show uh, and people on our our thing but my it's, thing to hook it up to the thing is not Working, so you're you guys are just gonna have to look it up on your own. Yeah, and the fact that and the boy is trying to figure out like, okay, is this like a dog? Is this a wolf? Is this a gorilla? Like the fact that they're trying to place this within the natural world of a real animal that they know that just had something happen to it yeah. reminded me a lot of this thing. Okay. And I wonder if that was like an influence or just you know just two things that happened here in the 21st century and they remind me of each other yeah um so what 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 i was gonna say is this is something that i didn't even think about till the end of the film but when they first see the 
monsters yeah they they do make that comment of like i don't think those are the eyes and that's when it opens up its mouth yeah. and you're like oh that's a mouth but i i didn't realize it until the end of the film that those things are blind that they're they're yeah like they i don't have I, eyes i didn't put that together until they kind of hypothesize like what if it's the pheromones of this other thing that we killed mm-hmm. at the start of the film like what if this one is the female and they're all like wanting to like they're going crazy because of this thing, which which makes sense, but that's like it's not even something that crossed my mind. Which I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That like yeah, they can't I even like see. that twist a lot. They're just following scent, and yeah. it's just this like natural process. And maybe one of them, Moses has the mm. pheromones on him because he got he went in there to fight the thing you know and yeah he, he got yeah and i yeah and like they have to take that like black light and like shine it all over everybody to find out like okay who's clean like you know there's some on your pants can you take your pants off oh that i liked yeah yeah that that was neat um and yeah like i, I this is i I would also say one of the films that I I have a hard time being like, I want more, but I don't because I feel like this was so good the way it was. Like, yeah, it gives you I feel like it, you was, need. it was explained but, just enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that would be one of the things that I want more of. Oh, you figured out this thing that they're blind and they they can't see you or really smell you per se unless you have these pheromones on on them can like i want to see more of that how do they sneak around and do more that who knows you know yeah um, but like how would they be behaving if they weren't chasing after these female th- pheromones that got sure. onto moses yeah sure or yeah just like they have to go save s- someone else and they need mm-hmm. to sneak p- past them and something like that or yeah who knows mm-hmm. I, I just i i like that c- c- concept and i'm just like ooh, what else c- could they do they could do this they could do that they could do everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it, they uh they, they, they did a really good good j- 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 job mm-hmm. with with the with the effects on on this film I like yeah it. i like it a lot um what else do you do you do you have anything else you want to say i think i'm about done i just want to um i've got one final thing this seems like a good closer to our conversation i was trying to figure out what is the theme of this movie and i think the theme is responsibility very specifically in that you need to your actions have consequences Yes. Or even that the actions of other people have consequences. And even if you didn't do anything, you still have to step up and try your best to help. Like, there's a big class issue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the block is this huge, like, seemingly, like, low-income housing project that everybody lives in. And whenever we go into the individual apartments, they actually look quite nice. Like, they're painted, they're decorated. Each little apartment looks like a real home. But, like, the hallways are sort of, like, 
flat concrete and like harsh neon lights and like there's doors that have to have security gates on them and the whole outside mm. of everything is just like stark and clinical and they're in a rough neighborhood like i get yeah. the impression that it's not just these boys causing trouble like they live in a troublesome place i mean the guy who kind of secretly runs the building is this drug dealer who like gives moses cocaine that he has to sell to kind of earn his keep around there mm -hmm. and there's a mention throughout the movie of like the government should be doing something about this there why are they letting this happen like you know moses says I think it was Moses. It was one of them for sure that says like, yeah, maybe they just sent the aliens here to try yeah. and kill us off because they don't want us anymore. Which is, which is he, he says that at the end of being like they, you know, they gave us, uh, he mentions a couple of things like drugs, then they gave us guns and, mm -hmm. and then they, maybe they sent this thing. And that's as weird as the aliens are that's not an uncommon thought mm. for, for mm -hmm. people in lower income housing or, or just in in those urban settings like i've i've absolutely met people who think that that way mm. i i don't know how true that is that's not my experience no. i don't know how much i can comment on that but yeah at the same time from what i've seen it's it, you know it's it's not mm. not necessarily far off but it's yeah. it's yeah there there is this this idea of responsibility and stepping up past that, that yeah and even if it's has. not like the current council people of the community that are responsible for the current culture of the community that's mm -hmm. still like okay even if you didn't do it you're in a place of power to help step up and try to do something like lend out your hand and sort of take charge. And Moses, he's got this, you know, like the, I wish I remembered her name, but like the girl, he kind of like says like, you're a troublemaker, like trouble follows you. You're always making things worse. This is kind of a habit and kind of a, you know, a personality trait that he has this mm -hmm. flaw, but very specifically like this monster kind of runs out and attacks him. And he's like, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. And he just goes in and he flat out kills the thing. And that didn't bring the aliens down on them, but it brought, you know, all together to earth. Like this alien came down and that's why all the aliens are following him. That's why they are inside his block. Yeah. And he's like, if I hadn't have just killed that one, there would have been still been death and destruction, but like he brought it specifically to his own home, to his own friends. He's like, I did this. I made my bed. I'm going to lie in it. Like, this is for me to fix now, no matter what it takes. I'm wondering if there's some kind of difference or, like, eureka moment that maybe Moses had of, like, sure, he could step up by leading his gang and selling drugs they were excited for him when hi-hat was like hey we're you know we're, we're yeah we're gonna it was move, move you up to some bigger stuff you know You're yeah they were to, like that's uh, a yeah like that's a a promotion in yeah. their eyes so, they're like oh boy you get to sell cocaine really how yeah, exciting so i i'm wondering if if there's some kind of like eureka moment or something similar for moses when he i i 
yes, kind of sees the difference between stepping up and having responsibility in that way or providing yeah. for people another way, like ha- having to actually protect them against bad things. Like, hmm. I don't know if he sees a difference there or like that may be the one part of his character that I don't I, I still don't know about yet. You you were looking for a change where he realizes I've been doing wrong things for good reasons. Now I need to do good things for yeah, good reasons. Yeah, not not necessarily hmm. where it's all sunshine and rainbows, but yeah. just like hey, there's there's a better way. We still might yes. be in a really shitty situation. We still might have to do some really shitty things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like yeah, I like it, it is the example. I like. I'm wondering if there's a moment where he sat there and thought of like, hey, is the example I'm setting for these other kids like is is it the right one? Yeah, I I think that's a really good way of putting it. Like, this is a movie about finding a better way to do something. Hey, but yeah, but that that I I think would be the one thing that I I I don't know if was re- really resolved with his mm. character. Um, because at, at the end we just yeah he's a badass and he's <laughs> fifteen years old <laughs> and <laughs> and he you know by the end of the film they're all like Moses Moses. So yeah, like you, you again, you come to really love him and his character. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering if there's another lesson for him to have learned from all of that. Maybe. I, this is, I'm really impressed by this movie and that it is just such a fun action adventure sci-fi like dark comedy. It's a great, it's a romp, it's a fun, breezy, like, 90 minutes, but it yeah. also has this much, like, gravity to it and mm-hmm. thematic weight to it. Exactly. There's, this does so much in such a short amount of time. Why did, why did it take us so long to watch this? Like, after I watched this uh, yeah. movie, and I mentioned, like, this is something I've always heard good things about. You know, I, I feel like people it. reference it, yeah, people reference it fairly often after i watched it i'm like why aren't more people talking about this more of the time exactly let me see if uh um looking at all the accolades it got it's a, it looks like it won a bunch of awards mm. but maybe nothing like Big. It looks like it won a lot of stuff from like film festivals and stuff like that. Good, so, good for it. Good for it. Um, yeah, I think that that might be all we have to say on Attack the Block. Yeah, great time. Recommended. Go I'm, watch it. I'm tr- trying to think of something people might like. If they like hmm. this film, um, I would say check out when when was this one made? Uh, let me see. There's a movie called Dread. Oh, I don't know if I know the, this. It is based off the Judge Dread comics. 
Uh, really? Oh. Some older ones starring uh, still Sylvester Stallone. Those are not the ones I'm talking about. There's one from 2012. Again, was right this... around the same time. Oh. Um, Who was in that? Was that Carl Urban? I think so. Okay. I I remember why why yeah, would starring Carl how are these Urban. connecting for you I'm intrigued so I'm not seeing immediately the the connection between the two it's not I mean I, I guess you could say it's a sci-fi that mm. type of stuff but it is uh it's one of those things where it mainly takes place all inside one apartment building oh okay the, the action happens throughout all of that stuff it is this uh very kind of violent just mm. non-stop action that is happening there so I, it, that might be a, an in, interesting one to check out i i remember while watching it a year or two after it came out i watched it okay. on my phone on the really really old shitty netflix app when it like first launched oh. on my my iphone on like a really terrible wi-fi connection it was why did you do awful. this because i was we were out in like montana or something visiting family and there was nothing for me to do so i was just sitting there hoping i could watch this this oh. film and i watched the, the whole thing it was terrible quality but the movie itself i thought was really good for oh. what it was you guys I'd say might like that, that. Yeah, I'd say that Attack the Block reminded me of there's a Stephen King story called The Langoliers. The Langoliers. And this was turned into a um a TV miniseries sometime in the 90s and it was something that I had these memories from like my entire childhood and it took me until i was like 17 to figure out what the heck it was because i was remembering these monsters these black spiny like kind of sea urchin looking monsters that had all of these people trapped inside an airport and i grew up like trying to explain this thing to people and like nobody knew what it was because this is like it's stephen king but it's one of his more obscure stories okay. i don't think the mini series did that well like nobody remembered this thing and finally i tracked it down when i was like 17 and it's the execution isn't great I don't know if I would watch it again outside of the nostalgia factor, but the premise behind it is interesting, which is that it's all of these, it's these people, it's also kind of like lost. It's these people on a plane and mm -hmm. their plane arrives and they kind of had no memory of like, like their memories are very fuzzy of like, how did we, like, I remember getting on the plane. Do you remember the flight at all? Like, how did we get here? And they get into this airport terminal and it's only like, 10 people out of this entire plane that like wake up. They're the only people left. Like nobody's there. And they sort of wake up and they walk into this airplane terminal and it's completely empty. Weird. And there's these creatures that have got them surrounded that are like out there on the tarmac. And they've, they've got this black spiky look to them, which is why attack of the block reminded me okay. of these things. And they're sense. just slowly like, rolling in and they also have the ability to kind of like like they crack open and they've got these big mouths and they kind of like gobble reality like they just eat reality interesting yeah it's weird huh 
It's like okay. really like 90s made for TV cheesiness. So I don't know if this is like it's not going to be as good as Dread. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be as good as this. Dread but if is, you just... is also one of those like it didn't do well necessarily critically or wasn't well received in the theaters. But it it's like one of those like cult hits. You really? Know? Like, yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the Langoliers is a cult hit. I think it's just an oddity that haunted me throughout my entire <laughs> childhood. I'm like, well, I might as well Wait, tell other human beings where about did you it. See it in your childhood. Like, who I showed was, you the Langoliers? I think it was just on TV, and like who my was parents the were just, That's the name of those creatures. They're called Langoliers. I don't know why. Like, I think my parents were just channel surfing through, and it happened to watch some of it while I was in the room. Okay. Weird, weird stuff. Yeah, if you just want to watch something kind of that is both eerie and very corny, I don't know. See if you can track down the Langoliers. There you go. Good stuff. Kyle. Melissa, it is your turn to pitch. It's pitch time. My, My theme for pitches this week is stuff I keep mentioning and you don't know what it is. Okay. Like things I will bring up is, oh, I love this thing, and this reminds me of this thing, and you're like, I, I think I've heard of that. I know that name, maybe. I think she's making them up. <laughs> no, I promise you, they are all real, and one of them could be yours to enjoy for yourself this week. <laughs> Pitch number one. This is something I think I just brought up like two weeks ago. Okay. This is the Disney Channel cartoon series Gravity Falls. Oh. Yeah, well, I've heard of this one, mm. but I've never seen it. I this don't premiered... get any of the references that you've made. <sighs> it's so good. <laughs> this premiered in 2012. It was created by Alex Hirsch, and it's loosely based on, it's like a fantastical version of his own childhood where him and his twin sister would spend summers with their grandpa out in, like, the forests of Oregon. So the story of Gravity Falls is... <clears throat> These two twin 12-year-olds are going to spend the summer with their great uncle who runs a roadside mystery shack that really is just like absolute, absolute hokum. Like it's all fake. It's all like P.T. Barnum nonsense. Like, (laughs) well, the ball rolls uphill. Like it's all that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, God, this summer's going to be real boring. But they find out that the town they're in has real supernatural stuff going on. And they find a mysterious journal that like gives them clues. Like somebody has been investigating this before and they need to find out who it is. And it's just, it's really fun. It's an incredibly strong series and it's a really good mix of ongoing mythology and like really fun monster of the week episodes. Sweet. And season, uh, the whole series is on Hulu and we can watch season one and that's just 20 episodes. Nice. Which I say just 20 because I thought I remembered it being 26 because this show does a lot. Like what I remember seems like it should be more than 20 episodes worth. (laughs) It is that much going on to it. Well, 20 to 26 half an hour long episodes. They're really more like 20 minute, like 22 minutes long each. So it ends up being like a 13 episode Mm. hour long yeah, TV show. about it's not that, that bad for, yeah. for a week. Cool. That's pitch number one. Pitch number two is 
You've heard me talk about the thrilling adventure hour. And I think this is something else where you knew the name and the basic concept of it. it. This is nothing else. The, uh, is it one of the podcasts from maximum fun? Uh, it's not on maximum fun. It's on, um, a network called forever dog. Now this was a, this is a little hard to explain. This was a live stage show in Los Angeles that was done in the style of old time radio. So it wasn't a play. It wasn't a comedy show. It was like a staged reading. People would come out not in costumes, but just in like nice outfits. They'd all wear like suits and nice old dresses. And they'd come out and they'd read from their scripts. And it would just be like you're live watching an audio drama be performed. Yeah. And it was all these different stories kind of in the vein of what old radio stories used to be like, you know, like there's uh, a Western and there's a, you know, fun supernatural story. There's and the those, shadow. Yeah, yeah, there's something like the shadow. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows! Yes, there's something <laughs> just like that. And these recordings were released as a podcast. This is... One of my favorite podcasts. I loved all of these stories. And these were ongoing stories. They had a couple different ones under the Thrilling Adventure Hour branch. Okay. I loved all of these stories. But it's kind of big and unwieldy to, like, listen to. Like, there's no season breaks. All of the I put all the episodes all in one feed together. So you kind of had to hop around a bunch. And now I believe the old feed is behind a paywall, This is something I love that is very difficult to introduce to new people, but they produce some comic books. So my pitch Mm. is there is a collection of five of these comic issues called The Thrilling Adventure Hour, A Spirited Romance. Sam is mentioning in the chat, we drank some blood, but the people were on drugs and now I'm a wizard. Is, I, I don't know if that's a reference to something or not, but I saw it and I was like, yes, I'm going to read that. <laughs> not that I remember. <laughs> I honestly, I do, I do not remember this happening in Thrilling Adventure Hour, and I hardcore listened to all of it, so I'm not exactly sure what she's talking about. <laughs> this is a collection of five comic book issues all in like one thing together. This is on Comixology Unlimited. You can go okay. listen, you can go read it there. It is written by the creators of the whole show, which is a two writer team named Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, which sound like fake stage names, but they are real names of two real men that met each other and became friends because laser and laser. <laughs> <laughs> they became friends because they're like, hey, our names are almost exactly the same. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and then they ended up hitting it off and being really good friends and writing this thing together. Sweet. So they are the original creators. They wrote the audio drama. Then they tried their hand at writing it as a comic book. And the art is by Phil Hester. Okay. I, so I what, know the name Phil Hester too. Yeah, I've read a couple of these. Why, the but... art looks really nice. And this is the Beyond Belief storyline from the Thrilling Adventure Hour which is this posh, rich, high-society couple named Frank and Sadie Doyle who are drunks, and all they want to do is hang out and drink and just have flirty banter with each other. But they can see ghosts and talk to spirits, and they are the number one supernatural mediums in New York City. And everybody keeps knocking at their door like, help us with this problem. There's a werewolf. There's a vampire. And they're like, oh, 
oh, fine, okay, all right, what do we have to do to get you to go away? Like, it's two people that are beyond qualified to be heroes that don't care about being heroes. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah, it was fun as a podcast, and I read a couple of these comic issues, and it's still fun as a comic. And I know this was a very long explanation for what this thing is, but that's why I want to pitch you the comic, because the podcast, as much as I love it, is unwieldy and complicated, but I can give you this one graphic novel that will help explain it to you. Interesting. Yes, yes. Bit of bit of an odd pitch there. Pitch number three. Do you remember when we watched Wet Hot American Summer last year and you asked me, like, oh, this is a big cast. Whose performance was your favorite? And I said, David Hyde Pierce. And you said, I don't know who that is. I'm like, you know, from Frasier. And he's like, you're I've like, I've seen Frasier. Well, it's Frasier, Kyle. Pitch number three is Frasier. I'm amazed you didn't see this one. Like, I know everybody's parents had their own favorite sitcoms growing Seinfeld. up. You, you were, yeah, you were a Seinfeld family. We were a Frasier family. So I would like to pitch season one. Okay, season one of Frasier. Frasier. This is from Sunday night. I googled it and I googled really black paint and didn't wake up anymore. It's just all pictures of that really black paint. (laughs) But season one, it's 24 episodes long. This is a half hour sitcom you can find on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And the premise of this is that Frasier Crane is a psychologist And he has a radio show where people call in, describe their problem like 10 minutes. He gives them as much advice as they can. It's like a radio call-in show from like a real serious, you know, academic psychologist. And his brother is also a very serious academic psychologist. And they're both very cultured and Mm -hmm. very pretentious. And Frazier lives with their dad, who's just this retired old cop. And he's just like... This real down-to-earth, like, very normal man who loves, like, beer and baseball and does not know how to And they have a live-in maid. Uh, not a maid. She's, um, like, the dad has a police injury, and she's the live-in, like, physical therapist okay. and maid and cook, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's a sitcom. There's all these little characters orbiting. There's sure, Frazier's yeah. radio producer, all of these people. And it's just the adventures of a very pretentious man trying to navigate life and trying to keep his ego from getting in the way. This is something I kind of watched as a kid because my dad liked it. But honestly, I like I did not get because it is not a show for children. Sure. But I watched I tried watching again as an adult and I'm like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) This is fantastic. And this is a show that since it has been added to Netflix has seen a real resurgence, especially with younger people like people our age and younger like i love fraser this is great <laughs> could be yours but melissa too. you just said it's not for kids <laughs> i mean like <laughs> teenagers are getting into it this was not a show i could follow when my dad's watching it and i'm sure, like eight yeah. years old but like teenagers young like post millennials are like fraser fraser's good stuff we love fraser okay so pitch number one you have to remind me what was pitch number one was season one of gravity falls that's 20 episodes pitch number two was the thrilling adventure hour a spirited romance this is a five uh issue 
a graphic novel comprising of five issues. So it's like a hundred and something pages, not that long. That's on Comixology Unlimited. And then pitch number one, uh, pitch number three is season one of Frasier. That's 24 half hour episodes. And that one's all on Netflix. Okay. I am interested in Gravity Falls. I figured you would be, and then spent all that time explaining the next two pitches anyway. Because that's I, the like job. I I so <laughs> I think Frasier was the one that I was least interested in. But <laughs> still, sit down and watch an episode of the sometime because I just need you to understand what I'm talking about. I'm baffled that this piece of '90s culture missed you 100. percent Yep, it missed my entire family. Try, try it. Try one Frasier. Sure. sure. Okay. I, I will report back on an episode of the Captain's <laughs> Log. Take the Fraser Pact. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I I'm interested in the comic book too, especially seeing it. it is this an adaption of actual episodes of the podcast, um, cast, or is it just? I think it's original, original story. Stories. Yeah. Uh, okay. There might be one or two adaptations in there, but I think they're original stories. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I just was interested in how that worked out. How do you adapt that and, and stuff like that? So uh, I think but, they've done other ad comic adaptations of the podcast stories, but I don't know if they're collected in that volume I was talking about. Okay. Gotcha. But uh, Gravity Falls. Yes. Is what I am interested in. You this told is... me with like spooky mystery weird stuff yes. is happening in the town. That is right up my alley. Yeah, and it's when it gets spooky, it gets sincerely really good spooky. I think some of the best stuff might be in season two, but season one also has some heavy hitters for, oh, that's really scary for a Disney Channel cartoon. They, they, every now and then they have some stuff that will surprise you. Mm hmm. So, I am looking forward to that. That is what we will do this next week, Melissa. Yes. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's I L K Y W I T. I can go see some pictures from that wedding I was in. Yeah, I'm all glammed up and pretty. Exactly. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want updates with this show or any of the other podcasts that we do, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, if you guys would like to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you guys can throw us all your life savings. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, mm. You know, who needs a 401k, you know? Um, at the $1 tier, you can get access to the live streams of this podcast, as well as all of our episodes early. Uh, at the $3 tier, we can get exclusive content like the episode on Shrek Retold that we just yes, did. Yes, that was fun. Go, go check that out. And at the $5 tier, you guys can get thanked here on the, on the podcast, which means thank you to Sam and Christine for supporting thank us you. and chipping in and helping us out with all of our hosting costs and stuff like that. You guys are the real MVPs. Help keep the mics on. Uh, this has been episode 58 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.